we play Kung Fu, and Nathan comes to grips with his own limitations. This is the Weak Point Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Weak Point Podcast, where we take a game, play it for half an hour, and then try to deconstruct it as much as humanly possible. My name is Patrick Dubuque. With me, as always, the aforementioned Nathan Bishop. Nathan, hello. Hi, Patrick. How are you? I don't usually ask that. This time I'm going to ask. How are you? I don't usually ask. I don't feel like you usually care. <laughs> I don't want you to read too much into it. <laughs> don't take this to be too... Don't, don't start feeling like I actually give a shit. I'm fine. It is Friday evening. It's been a week. Uh, my children are approaching sleep, and uh, this is probably going to be the most relaxing thing I do this week. So. Oh, good. That's actually probably terrible, but all right. Right. So in this podcast, we pick a game. Sometimes the game is chosen at random, sometimes it's chosen as a pre-selection by one of the two of us. In this case, it's the latter, and you've chosen Kung Fu for the Nintendo Entertainment System, which I find absolutely fascinating, because I don't think if you were to give me a hundred or a thousand games that I would have picked this. So, to, to explain to the viewers, Kung Fu is a Nintendo game. It was one of the original 16 games that came out for the NES back in 1986, uh, and actually, of the 16, probably one of the holds up among the best. Uh, it's surprisingly playable, unlike soccer and baseball. Oh, so and, bad. Um, and actually, when it was in displays, when, when the Nintendo was first selling, uh, this was a game that was often put on display. If, if a game wasn't, if they weren't showing Super Mario Brothers, which they probably were. If not that, then they were showing this one. And the reason is that it was very good at the one thing that the Nintendo did better than any other console at the time, which was scrolling. A lot of games were very, uh, it was a lot of consoles at that point couldn't handle fluid scrolling left to right. And uh, Kung Fu does that a lot. <laughs> You'll be scrolling a lot in Kung Fu. Uh, and also it had very vibrant, you know, bright colors and simple graphics. And so it was very easy to catch people's eyes and pretty easy to pick up and play. So you have a relationship with this game, I assume. I do. Uh, you were asking, it was kind of my first game to to pick, and I was trying to think of something that would be uh, way back at the beginning of when I first started playing video games, which was right around when the original Nintendo uh, came out. You, you mentioned that your experience predates that. It sounds like it's a little more PC-based. For myself, it was, I think I went to my aunt and uncle's wedding, in 1986 or 87 and they uh had a original nintendo down in their basement and because i was five at the time and my sister would have been a newborn so she was in that age where i was just old enough where i could take care of myself enough that a baby was uh, sufficient to have my parents not give one crap what i was doing so i sat in the basement with this and they had two games they had the original um super mario brothers the super mario one um, and they had Kung Fu and I spent two hours as a six year, five or six year old trying to beat the first world of Super Mario. Um, and, but I did it and it was this incredible experience of accomplishment, um, that I, th this first time that I think probably at a younger age that I felt like I could, I could put, bend my, my efforts and my concentration onto something and achieve it. And then I took that one out and I put Kung Fu in. And all of that was ruined in about two minutes because <laughs> it's hard. And I don't – it was the first time that I had this experience of of trying to grasp 
um, as as a player, this idea of a game being so hard that it wasn't fun for me to try to get better at it, if that makes any sense at all to you. Interesting. Um, and you, you, when I suggested this, you went back. Had you played this before I suggested it? Uh, I owned this as a kid myself, actually. Okay. And you, um, you, but for very different reasons. Okay. And you were able to beat it very, fairly easily. On my first quarter, yeah. See, I think, I think one of the things that people are going to start to realize really quickly in this podcast is that I'm not very good at video games. <laughs> I don't think of myself as being particularly great at them either, but uh, uh, this, this is a game that I got, and it's a, a less romantic version of the story. Basically, you know, one thing I, I realized is that a lot of kids like figured out which games they wanted when they were a kid. They would like look forward to them and like read about them and get excited for them. Uh-huh. And they would know what they wanted. You're probably one of those people, right? You were the smart kid. Uh, yes. Uh, I was not. Uh, what would happen is my father, I couldn't just tell my father, hey, I want to go to Toys R Us. I want a Nintendo game. That didn't work. What you did is that sometimes he'd be driving around the mall and he'd be like, oh, Toys R Us. Okay. <laughs> and so we'd stop there. And I would read, you know, I read Nintendo Power. But as soon as we go into that toy store with that the wall of games, I wouldn't remember which ones were good. Don't remember I, anything. I, I would blank. So I would pick games out pretty much at random based on box art and just blind luck. And mm-hmm. and so one time uh, later on, I, I got in my head, well, these games are 30, 40, 50 bucks. Um, what if, you know, these, these couple of these games are like 20, though. What if what if I, I could get two games <laughs> for $20 each? And then get twice as much gain. And it was a true two dimes for one quarter <laughs> mentality. Uh, so I got Kung Fu and I got Ice Hockey. And this is probably in 87 or 88. Well, after those games were long past their lifespan. They were bargain binned at this point. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I came home and got Kung Fu. And I realized, oh, I just I just bought 15 minutes worth of game. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I it was, to me, as a, prob- a much older child because this is the this is the point where you and i divide Mm -hmm. we're we're both in our 30s now but at the time i was you know in 87 i was nine years old right and so uh i was you know and i'd played other games first so kung fu was not that hard for me in fact it it kind of hit a good sweet spot of being something that i could beat sometimes but not always and so that that made it kind of worth playing can i make a, a confession yes i have no idea how many levels there are in kung fu to this day (laughs) It shows you on the front, the for the screen of the game while you're playing. What? There, are, there. Are, yeah, there, there's these boxes on the top of the. Menu oh, I'm looking bar. at a screenshot of it right now. There's yeah, five. And, and there are five. There are five floors. So that that it brings us up to a good point. Let's let's talk about the the way kung fu works because most people probably haven't played it. Um, kung fu, you walk uh, at a leisurely pace. <laughs> you do not run. You can't run. No. Uh, despite the fact that you are there to ostensibly rescue your girlfriend slash wife, and are constantly in life-threatening peril, right? Uh, you 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 approach. It's a very things. '80s action movie undertaking. If you imagine a constant slow mo, Tom Cruise high-fiving Iceman kind of vibe. Well, this, this move, this game is actually based off of an '80s kung fu movie. Uh, it, the the Japanese version is called Spartan X. Uh, which is oh, a, is a licensed film for by, for Jackie Chan. Oh, this makes me uh, so and happy! They, and they brought it over, and and the Jackie Chan movie hadn't come over here, so they decided to just take the license off and call it generic kung fu. 
Huh. Which I think is funny. That is funny, um, especially because 10 years later, that tie-in would have been a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly. That would have been the reason to make the game. They would have made a game around the movie just to get Jackie Chan's name on it. But Well, Jackie Chan actually did get his own NES game later on. Um, Jackie Chan's Action Kung Fu, which I've never played. Nora. Uh, which is not as good as this game. Um, so you, you walk along these halls and you face various enemies that you can either punch or kick, depending on which button you want to use. Uh, they both do the same amount of damage. Uh, and one kick is a little bit longer. Uh, so technically you get more points for the punch because it's harder to do. You have to be, let them in closer before you punch them. Which creates kind of a, a pleasant idea that the way to get the most points in this game is to be a kung fu master that never kicks and punches constantly. <laughs> I would just like to see that. I'd like to see a kung fu movie where, where uh, the guy just punches everyone. And in a very awkwardly upright stance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of a jab. Yeah, really, like a throat punch, all throat punch. Uh, <laughs> That's all. Uh, so, there are five floors. Uh, you walk all the way to the end, and then you beat a boss, and then you ascend a set of stairs, and then you go to the next floor, mm-hmm. which makes you think that this is the most awkward building layout ever. It uh, is. It's a very big warehouse. It's imagine awesome. working at the top. Right. Like how you you lose so much time. It's I mean, our commutes are bad enough as it is. You have to commute to the building, and then you'd have to spend fifteen minutes navigating up to your office. If you imagine it as a, one of those extravagances built by a purely evil boss, purely to withstand the assault of a almost entirely kicking and punching assailant, then it makes a lot of sense. Well, I, I think that I think the last guy isn't actually a kung fu master. He's just really in shape. <laughs> I had never seen him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's basically he's a taller he's he's kind of it's hard to describe him he's kind of an art garfunkel kind kind of guy <laughs> tall lean kind of bobs around oh um, i want him to actually be art garfunkel that would be a great boss in a video game <laughs> the, the whiny 60s folks folk singer killing you with his sadness with a little chip tune high pitch <laughs> melody in the background that would be great oh I um make that game now that'd be really fun so so you fight guys who try and strangle you or basically run up to you and hug you um you fight uh knife throwing guys you fight uh vertically challenged individuals uh on the second and more other floors who uh they just you basically have to duck to kick them that's the trick yes um and then there are some assorted pots and and poisonous things that can hit you once in a while there are moths on the fourth floor that that come at you from a diagonal i think i never made i think the farthest i made it was the beginning of the third floor but it was not in my half an hour attempting to replay this before we recorded this where i did not successfully get past the first floor embarrassingly enough so I, i don't know how much of this you've seen so um one of the one of the favorite things about this game is that uh, in order to jump, you have to push up. Yes. Which every game, every every person loves in every video yes. game. How could you pass up on the ability to jump by pushing up? And it doesn't involve any confusion ever. Yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> you can do jump kicks, which do slightly more damage. Do uh, they? Than... So is this is this yes. that 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 is true? See, I I found the couple of things that I found interesting about the the what this game was trying to tell me. Like you said. What it was telling you was, was yes, it is dangerous. You mentioned this. It's dangerous to get, have a guy throw a shuriken at your throat. It's dangerous to have a guy nunchuck you in the head. It's also dangerous to your life essence to allow another man to embrace you, which is something yes. that you said before. And that's what happens. He just kind of holds on to you, and you watch your life bar slowly bleed away. And that's all and that's some, happening. Yeah. 
sometimes multiple people at once. They just kind of stack. Yes. I don't think <laughs> it's a giant group hug. <laughs> and they're just there. And, and, yeah, that... and then you, as soon as you shake them off, they die. So obviously our hero is an introvert, possibly an, um, an agoraphobe. Um <laughs> just doesn't like people doesn't want to be touched doesn't want to be unclean in any way the other thing that you said and and here's the thing that is a very 80s 90s video game concept that i don't translate well to now and that was that you were talking about how you get more points for punching and that idea of trying to achieve the the high score quote unquote is so foreign in most modern video gaming you know what i mean so like the idea is just to win it's a very binary experience now. You either beat the game or you don't. But in Kung Fu, there was still this idea, and that goes back to probably the arcade thing, which this was originally an arcade game, is you not only want to win, you want to set the high score and have your name on there. And we don't have that kind of stuff anymore. Well, also, we now have endings that are more than four seconds long. Is this one four seconds? Um, it's four seconds. So you said you had it's 15 minutes. Screen. You said you had 15 minutes of game. I had 15 minutes of game, too, but for a very different reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we can actually reward people by giving them story, which this game does not. And and how I, I praised Zork for its lack of story last week. This week, it could it might use a little story. We don't know. <laughs> we don't. So here, your main character is named Thomas, and your your girlfriend slash wife is named Sylvia, and those are from the movie, the Japanese movie. That's the only holdover. Are the names of these characters? Those are the only named characters, aren't they? Or are there more? And Mr. X That's is the final right. boss. His name is Mr. X, which, you know, everybody should name him. But you're a criminal. Go by Mr. X. Yeah. Because, you know, then it, all it can do is confuse the police. <laughs> if, if, even if there's three of you. Exactly. You could be like, oh, Mr. X. We heard that Mr. X is over here. And then, like, which guys are supposed to stop him? We don't know. I mean, somebody's assigned to that case, but. There should always be a Mr. X. X marks the spot. You could sign all of your evil contracts X. It's very efficient. I would think so. I mean, it saves you. It saves you time. You can start plotting more. Yes, better construction of devious warehouses that men have to fight their way through in order to try to get you. So this is a side-scrolling brawler. This is kind of the first side-scrolling brawler, right? Like this is the stuff that like Battle Toads and um, what is it, Streets of Rage and that kind of stuff kind of grew out of. Would you agree with that? I'd say so. Yeah. There's. I mean, this. There's two types of brawlers. Your your single screen kind of brawlers, uh, like Urban Champion that turned into Street Fighter, mm-hmm. as opposed to this being more like Double Dragon and Battle Toads and the and the side scrolling brawler where you you you're actually traversing uh, across places too. And how do you feel about that genre? Do you have a an, any kind of pleasant history with it? Well, no, no, <laughs> I don't really I don't really enjoy it that it's much. Not mine I actually either. enjoy this one. Uh, more because you only have to punch anything once or at the most twice. So you just like, like it, not that it feels you like that it's easier or just that it feels more. It's realistic. quicker. It's quicker. It's, it's quicker. And so it's based more on reflexes than mashing. I think the, the, the true pinnacle of this genre is the early nineties when arcade machines realized that they could use that mechanic to make you pay more. Yes. By just having you hit one guy while another guy hits you from behind and just inability to dodge. Like you, by only having to hit everything once, you really can actually go through this entire game without taking damage, which is something you couldn't do with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sure. in the arcade yeah, or something impossible. Like that. Or the Simpsons um, game too, or the Final Fight games. Um, so, so yeah, there is there's enough defensive uh, skill involved in this game. You can dodge almost everything. Um, See, I don't find this genre very appealing 
and I, I haven't I don't have a great history with it either. I'm trying to think of the last. I feel like this is one of the we we don't have a lot of this in modern gaming that I can think of. Like we have shooters like that kind of scrolling like um, uh, shoot what's it called Radiant and that kind of thing Raiden. The, mm-hmm. where you're in the little spaceship and you're you're kind of zooming around and doing that but we don't have these kind of walking guys going through levels brawling that i can think of in the two dimensions they they tend to be more metroidy which we've talked about right earlier. yeah and there's certain levels that there's certain metroid less metroid but castlevania sometimes yeah can it, when castlevania is doing well when it's actually remembering it's half platformer <laughs> uh then you can kind of get that same feel and and certainly castlevania for the nes has this similar feels although it's far better yeah and i think that's what it misses it misses any it it's it's a platformer without any of the platforming well yeah one single platform right yeah it's It's one one long platform Mm. uh yeah and and the game's just not the gameplay just isn't because i don't know how you feel about platformers i tend to find the enemy the combat portion of platformers to be the part that i enjoy the least I'm okay with both halves uh, as long as it's planned out well. Uh, like a Ninja Gaiden, uh, or Gaiden, or however you say it, uh, that one combines it both to a point where you have to jump and make a hit a guy right away or something, and you, you it becomes a, just an extra complication to it. Uh-huh. And I, I when that's done well, and Ninja Gaiden certainly does not do it well all the time, there's lots of cheap, terrible things about those games. Sure. But especially in the earlier levels you, you can you can really feel like you're on a roll like you're you're exhibiting expertise by jumping slashing right away making a second jump jumping off a wall and hitting a guy that sort of thing now this is uh, di- it makes you feel good at the game when you're good at it now this is different from this th- we're classifying this as a different genre than something like contra which kind of has a similar vibe of just go through and kill everything but in that one you have guns correct yeah it's not the same um, thing because you have to close combat kill everyone yeah, I there's some there's a lot of similarities. I mean, it is still a platformer even without the platform. But I think because of the the range, it really is a little bit rhythm. Yeah, it's knowing exactly when to punch. It's knowing exactly when to kick, and uh, you're using your reflexes more. Now, what was my memory wrong about this game? That that the move that everybody loves is the down kick, the sweep. Is that correct? Oh yeah. No, it's hideously overpowered. Right. There's no reason to use it on any boss except the one who is immune to it. And the final boss can be killed with just constant leg sweeps without even being hit. And it's arguably the least dramatic looking attack in the entire game. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and in real life. Like, <laughs> uh, only in, in, in JVCD movies does, does the leg sweep ever get used with any kind of authority. <laughs> Otherwise, you're, 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 on the, you're squatting down. Right. You're not, you're vulnerable at this point. But basically all that you do in Kung Fu is you squat down, and this being a very old, it's an 8-bit rendition, your character basically just cuts himself in half, and then just his little leg just kind of sticks out. And then guys run into it as though it were like, I don't know, poison-tipped spear. (laughs) Like, it's like like a constant replay of that scene in Braveheart when he, they've, they're, the horses are charging at them and he has them flip open the, the the pick up their spears and then all of a sudden the people are moving too fast. It's like that, but it's your foot that they just run into over well, and over again. We all know that getting kicked in the leg is the same as being kicked in the face, right? Or I mean or instantaneously killed by an explosive device. 
as what the game. All our bodies are a single hitbox. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> it's, it's pretty much it's pretty much what it's like to be a two year old. Where as soon as True. you get bumped or scratched, it's like, oh, this. Is I'm not 100 percent healthy. This is over. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. Although two year olds are a good case for uh, for auto uh, health regeneration. Yeah, that's true. They they do come back. It's um, un- unlike adults. We have longer. We have more stamina, but we need to like actually go um, rest. Um, so anyway, yeah, this is not a particularly good game, but it's it's widely influential. It was key in my foundation of of video gaming because it's it entered. It was the first game that entered into my mind the cost benefit ratio of how much time, how good is this game compared to how much time I'm going to have to put into it to get good at it. Like is the reward I, I the first time I weighed the scale of time investment and reward for the time spent, if that if I'm explaining that at all well. And it was the first one that really came up short for me. I just yeah, and you were wrong. <laughs> because it's not like these aren't transferable. Well you would have been better at other games later. Think think how much better the future Nathan Bishop would have been if that little Nathan Bishop had actually like, you know, worked for ten minutes. <laughs> like you'd, you'd be so much better at everything that it would roll into your confidence which would improve other things you you would just be you you basically be like three percent better at everything in your life so is this podcast about video games or is this just about make me make feeling like shit <laughs> like let's find the exact point in my life where i went left when i should have gone right well Nathan, we can we can take the exact opposite look and say imagine me three percent less confident <laughs> <laughs> and chew on that for a while you know i think uh, what i'd like to say patrick is that i think at a very young age i had a good understanding of how to prioritize my time i see i was good at rationing my effort because i'm so not, now I'm, now we're, we're we are we are game shaming nine-year-old patrick to be putting the time <laughs> i'm i see i'm perfectly fine with it. see yeah no it's, it's zero sum nathan it's either you or me <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not coming out of this alive <laughs> it's not gonna go well for me um yeah and that and that's kind of been i i love i have loved video games um ever since i i actually it does predate mario i remember playing snake with my dad on a computer in the early 80s and him and i having a lot of fun with that but uh i also am not and you and i i think i think are very different in this way which is why a game like dark souls appeals to you and it does not to me um you enjoy the expertise and the acquired skill if i'm i don't want to put too many words in your mouth of a game um and i'm looking more of a relation for more of a relationship with a game a game that will give me things to guide me which makes it sound like i only want to play easy games which i don't think is necessarily true however i don't want a game that when i feel like the point is to make me die all the time it feels good to be good at things it does i'm not good at very many I'd like to yeah. be good at more. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, throw some more trivia out here at you for okay. for Kung Fu. Uh, number one, if you never beat, did you ever beat the second boss? You got to the, you got to the third not, floor. Not in the half an hour, but yes. Okay, but yes. Way so then. after the second and fourth floors, they retreated to one of the NES's first cutscenes, <laughs> and that cutscene is you walking in place, and your your girlfriend in a chair, four feet away. Uh, and she says, help me, Thomas. And you say, Sylvia, or oh, Sylvia, or something like that. Uh, and it's just, I, I don't know what that what that's supposed to be. Like, <laughs> I guess it's setting the mood uh, that you are still, in fact, chasing her, since that's the only 
plot or motivation for the game. Like, just it's it's kind of like the um, the recap halfway through a pop movie where it's like, okay, you guys are all stoned, so let's <laughs> let's make sure we're still on the same page here. Right, Your girlfriend's still captured. You're not done. You oh, you thought you were done because you beat a boss. No, no, this you, has got yeah. more. But uh, while that's happening, also a first for the NES, a voice sample of Mr. X laughing at you. <gasps> I do remember uh, is this. over the top. I do goes, remember. Uh, ha, 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 ha. I do remember uh, like that. Three or four times. And I, I think it's fantastic. I also think it's weird for me because every time I get to this cutscene, I always pause it halfway through. Because you can pause during the cutscene. Why not? Oh man, <laughs> you just forgot to take that out. That's actually I guess. like pretty forward thinking because for a long time video games wouldn't let you do that yeah it's not it's not it's still unskippable but it's possible but if you pause in the middle of his laugh uh the amount of time that's on the clock left in the in the cutscene stays the same but he finishes the laugh during the pause (laughs) so you can make him start a new laugh and then have it immediately cut off and that's my goal is to make the most awkward laugh i'll go ha ha and then the can we sample that and use that in this episode somewhere? I will, I will try and find that. I'll try and because that try and make it. that would be really great. I had uh, no idea. See this? Yeah, it's it's. Why would you? Because it's the dumbest thing. And you had to actually get to Mister X in order to be able to hear it. So, um, the uh, the other thing, having I, you had to watch it beaten, right? I mean, you you. Um, do you want to take a guess at how long? the speed run is for this game this can be a regular series of ours how long do you think the speed run is for the kung fu for the nes four minutes and 35 seconds it is three minutes and 41 seconds so i was close Something you're close yeah three minutes and 41 seconds to beat the game um the ending is you find sylvia mm-hmm. and you she she stands up out of her chair because I, I guess she wasn't like tied she was down just scared. she was just she was just you know tired yes intimidated by the big <laughs> so, so you hug her and there are little hearts that pop around you to show your love um as you embrace her and it says uh you i can't remember what exactly it says but it says uh, you have rescued sylvia but their happiness does not last long <gasps> and then you start over because this is an early an 80s arcade game and you can't just win a game no credits. you keep playing until you die so they just basically put you back at the beginning with the enemies slightly faster or stronger or something. And you just have to go back through it. And you just do it again. Yeah, you'll do it infinite times. How did this industry survive this era? Uh, because they didn't realize that people weren't paying quarters at home. Uh, so they just didn't really think of it. That's how games were. Right. They didn't think, you know, why would you want to stop playing? Well, well yeah. Just because you hit the end. It's not that you could hit reset and play again that way. You you. It would seem like a shame to tell you you had to stop. Well, now let me ask. But, let me ask you. Sorry, let me ask you. Do you happen to know what was the first game that let you see the credits after you beat it? Um, yeah, might be I, something for another episode. I'm just curious if you guys. I'm it. sure. I don't know if Adventure for the Atari did. I know Pitfall did, but I think Pitfall's credits ran along the bottom of the screen after you beat it. Right. While I, you were I playing actually did beat Pitfall, so yeah, I remember that. Um, so I know there were things like that. There were Easter eggs where you could find, cause I know in the Atari days, they didn't want the game designers to get credits <laughs> because then they might think they deserved money. Uh, so when sometimes they'd actually sneak their, their names into the code oh, to be found as Easter eggs. Wonderful. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, I don't know the first one. Huh. Uh, what I, I but my interpretation is is not that she just gets recaptured, which is like I assume what the main what what canon is for Kung Fu <laughs> is that despite defeating Mister X, either either mis- the other Mister X because there are many, there are, right, right, yeah, obviously, yes. Uh, whether another Mister X is like, oh, there's a hole to fill in this economy, and and <laughs> by God, I'm the one to fill it. <laughs> um, but. I prefer to think that it's just kind of an indictment upon monogamy and they're just, you know, their happiness just doesn't last long. It's an early import of, of an attack on the Western culture's fundamental ideas. And yeah, there's just, you know, the relationship starts to go stale. You know, he's not romantic anymore. Maybe and, it's and... all a, a giant role play, Patrick. Yeah. Maybe that's the maybe... Whole thing. Maybe they're, maybe he's the, maybe Thomas and Sylvia are incredibly wealthy. That's why they have this warehouse and they're paying all of these people to fight them and set up this reoccurring thing because after 15 years of marriage, this is the only way they can feel a spark. And it's sad that this is the only way they can imagine it. So they can't even make a new building for the second one. Whoa. they got to just go through the same thing again. Each time, each time the effect's slightly ebbing until exactly. it's just a hollow, a hollow play. And that is marriage. It's pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> Last piece of trivia for this game. Um, the arcade game on which this game was based, uh, Kung Fu Master, is actually the subject of a 1988 French film um, by a beloved French director. I, I couldn't pronounce her name. Uh, start, named Agnes something. Um, but it's actually a reverse Lolita film where a 40-year-old woman uh, meets a 14-year-old boy who is playing Kung Fu Master at a local arcade, falls in love with him, uh, takes him off to a far-off island, uh, and they have a relationship. And then afterwards, it's discovered, and she loses custody of her children, and uh, he never sees her again. And uh, I don't want to spoil this movie that yeah, please, not only do you never see, but ending. you cannot see. Like, there's no way to see this movie. Hmm. Uh, but it's, yeah, it, they decided to take this this game and make a uh, a tragedy. So it's not uh, it's not the, with the woman breaking societal norms. It's and not sexual. yeah. It's not the plot of Kung Fu Master. The actual no, well, video the, game itself is central into the plot of the movie. No, there is a movie where that is, but this is not it. Not the French this adaptation. Is, this is the meta film about the futility of of Spartan X. Well, yeah, because see the whole thing. <laughs> We can't connect to each other. Yeah, she 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 takes him there, and they're trying to find a spark. And again, they can't find it. But this time, it may it sounds like it's maybe more of a societal issue than theirs. Right. Well, it, it really, kung fu is less about fighting people, and it's more just the people who are trying to get close to you in your life. Right. And and you have to punch them. <laughs> you have to you have to kill them. Or stick your foot out at them while you're crouching uh, to a ball on the floor. And maintain your loneliness, your your silent temple of loneliness, as long as you can. A man, a man oh. is nothing but himself. <laughs> we come into this world alone, and we leave it alone. This is uh, this is this is probably a little bit more than they may have wanted us to read into, um, Spartan X. Well, they can't stop. They can't. No, no uh, it's recorded now. It's going to be on the internet in moments, so it'll be gone for. So, so to uh, to summarize, let's let's decide. Okay. Is this a good game? Nathan, what do you think? Is this a good game? Well, let me think. Um, it doesn't have great gameplay for me. It was too hard for me. I died all the time. In my 30 minutes that I tried to play it for this episode, I did not get out of the first floor. Uh, 
However, I do appreciate the fact that it has a cutscene that you can screw around with. I like the fact that it's based on Jackie Chan. And I did once for my birthday get $10 and quarters to go play the Simpsons arcade game, which this is loosely based on. So if this hadn't come around, I may not have had that memory, which is actually quite fond. I'm fond of. So, yeah, I'll give it a, a, a thumbs up. All right. I also think it's a good game. I actually unironically think it's a good game. I think you can put this in your NES, assuming you have one and you pay the 15 bucks or whatever this game costs now. Um, and you can play it immediately. Like there's no, there's no loading screens. There's no waiting. There's no story. There's no intro cutscene. You just put it in. You start playing. It takes about 15 minutes, and you're done. It's basically this game is basically the mini game of some other game. <laughs> and if you look at it that way, it's a pretty good mini game. What if it's like? Is it is it the world's first um, endless runner? Is it an app? Everything, every every game is the world's first endless. <laughs> Pitfall is the first endless. They, they we we didn't stop having those for a long time. It's true. But um, so I, I I also think this is a good game. I think it's a good game uh, mechanically. I think uh, from an existentialist standpoint, I think it's a wonderful game. <laughs> it is. It's an indictment on the human spirit that we have yet to counteract. We 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 have not argued away kung fu yet. I think it's possibly so intrinsic to our being that we will never be able to do so. I hope not. I hope not. Because <laughs> the day we stop struggling is the day we truly lost. The day, the day that I don't uh, lose life from someone hugging me is when I don't <laughs> want to be in this world anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the tiny Toms are actually our children. Too, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that was obvious, but I just I didn't feel like we could get out of this podcast without mentioning that. Those are our children jumping into our arms. And damaging us. And damaging um, us, slowly ebbing away our life force. Play Kung Fu. I suggest it. Go watch it on YouTube if nothing else. Um, you can follow me or Nathan on Twitter. Either one of those is fine. Probably the more productive use of your time. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Find us on SoundCloud. Give us a review. We could use a review so that anybody could possibly find this podcast Please. if they were so inclined. Correct. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Have a good night.